All right. Well, so we have the uh, Super Bowl lineup set for two weeks from now, Mark, and it's going to be the Eagles taking on the Chiefs. And now it's uh, it's starting to be even more so the narrative than before that pressure is on for young quarterbacks in this league. Jalen Hurts now in year three gets to the Super Bowl behind. Yes, a fantastic roster, roster, no doubt. Joe Burrow last year gets to the Super Bowl in year two. Patrick Mahomes already going to his third Super Bowl in his first five seasons. And now we get news uh, that Kellen Moore was fired as offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys and instantly hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. And so the excuses for the Chargers with Justin Herbert uh, go out the window now. We've seen examples in recent years of all of these young quarterbacks Getting to the, I mean, you could even throw Josh Allen in there getting to the conference championship game. I mean, that's certainly no uh, small feat. All of these young quarterbacks getting there early on in their early on in their careers. We know Justin Herbert's talent. Yeah. Now the Chargers have no excuses. I mean, Brandon Staley's a defensive guy. Now they say they go out and get a young offensive mind in Callen Moore. Um, so really, I mean, pressure's on now, and and for the rest of the league to take notice too. Trevor Lawrence already getting to the playoffs is uh you know second year first year with Doug Peterson, the ball's got to get rolling way more quickly. And I know we've touched on that in the past, but it's even more apparent now. It really is. And I think um, what you take from it mainly is that Mahomes and being so good and so great, it's a good and a bad thing for the rest of the league. It's good for us as fans because it creates this like, you know, just three years ago, four years ago, you're starting to think Brady is just so untouchable and like so out of this world. And he really still is. But now Mahomes is just so good and he's having such early success, which in order to catch Brady to be in that conversation of the greatest of all time, you've got to have early success because Brady did it for yeah. so long and such a sustained success. And he had early success. That if you don't start early, it's going to be too hard to do it late. Um, that it's good for us as fans. It's good for the debate shows. It's good for uh, the clicks and all that. But what it's bad for is NFL general managers because here's the problem. Um, there's only a, there's only 32 starting quarterback jobs in the world. And uh, of those 32, there's only about eight of them that we would consider, uh, you know, people to do that job. Like, wow, really good, really like capable of if, things around them are good and not bad, then they should be in the Super Bowl bubble. And then there's only about like three of those who you're like, even if things are bad, yeah, they, they, they're good enough to, uh, to elevate themselves over Super Bowl. So it's a really tough spot for franchises to be in. Um, one of the things, Dan, it's funny you say this, you started the show with this because uh, peel back the curtain. We kind of never tell each other whenever one of us starts. So we always say like, I got something, we don't really tell it. We, we kind of rev want to reveal it. And it's funny that you say that because what I would have started with today, it's similar, very much similar to what you're saying is I feel so much clarity after this, uh, after the games ended on Sunday that right now in the NFL, as of this morning on the, on Monday, January 30th, that there are three teams that are capable of winning the Super Bowl this year. That's the Eagles, the chiefs and the Bengals. I, I mean, all three of those teams so capable, really great teams right now as their rosters are constructed with their head coaches and everything, the way they're playing. Yes. I, and coin flip for all of them that could win the Super Bowl. 
and the clarity then with the Niners comes to say, well, what about the Niners is they have the best roster in the NFL and maybe uh, one of the top three coaches in the NFL, depending on how you rank them. Uh, but they, they, they are literally uh, lacking so hard at the one position that you're talking about so much. It's so important um, at the quarterback position that um, – that it shows it, how big of a gap that creates. Yes, it just goes to show you yeah. could build the perfect roster with a perfect head coach in the in the division that's less difficult than the other division, the NFC right now, than the AFC. For years, it was the AFC. Now it was easier. Now it's the NFC is easier. You have all those things going for you. Best roster, great offensive line, best defense, uh, uh, incredible play caller, great great head coach. Um, uh, and, and a, and, and if your quarterback position falls apart, like it did for the Niners this year, and it started early by week three with Lance and then by week 10 with Jimmy Garoppolo, and then in the conference championship game with Mr. Irrelevant Purdy, um, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, I didn't think the Niners were going to win that game anyways. The Eagles played great, great football. I think the Eagles are overall the better team, um, than even a healthy Brock Purdy. But uh, it just goes to show you why so many teams are willing to sacrifice and give up years worth of drafts, uh, two years worth of drafts, players, whatever they have to, uh, financial security to try and get that guy who is a Joe Burrow, who is a Patrick Mahomes, who is a Josh Allen, uh, or maybe even now a Jalen Hurts who could just elevate your squad to this level. Because when you have them, you sleep easy at night. When you don't have them, you have to build everything perfectly, and even then, you build everything perfectly, and Jimmy G overthrows a guy by six yards wide open in a Super Bowl, and you lose, and the other guy wins, and now he's a legend, and your your franchise is still Super Bowl-less since the early 90s. It's just crazy how it works. I don't make the rules. We just watch the games, and it's just crazy how it works. It is wild that quarterback is everything, and so that will springboard us into our championship game weekend recap as we get ready for the Super Bowl. So that does remind me as well, Mark, in the talk about the quarterbacks is it's going to be, it's going to make the Lamar Jackson conversation uh, you know, that much more interesting into this offseason as well, because it's what do you do in that circumstance? Do you feel like you have the guy that can get you to the Super Bowl and win it? We haven't seen that yet, but we know that he's certainly capable of elevating others and becoming a superstar in this league. He's already showed that. Uh, but that's going to be interesting from that perspective of things. It's also going to be interesting to see, okay, does Trevor Lawrence take the leap in year two that he needs? Yeah. Uh, do the Chicago Bears make a quicker turnaround given that they have the most cap space going into this off season. And with that, yeah. the news breaking today from multiple outlets that the NFL has officially uh, given its cap number for the 2023 season, uh, which is a $16.6 million increase uh, from the previous year. So 224.8 million uh, per club going into this season. So that gives the bears uh, just over a hundred million in cap space they have the most in the league a lot to do with there but obviously with the COVID years kind of putting a cap on that cap if you will uh with the nfl trying to play catch up 
uh, from a revenue perspective. Now we see that big leap that we were anticipating. Yep. And now it's going to steadily grow each year like it did in all of the years prior. This is a big bump for a lot of teams here to address some needs. I mean, that $16 million you know, uh, increase right there, that's a, a Jalen Ramsey. That's a premier left tackle. That's, that's a, a Lyle, big priced that's item. A, that's what the Bengals did with Lyle Collins. And you, so you it's go. so funny because it, it just goes to show you why the NFL is so great. The Bengals' weakness at the end of the year was their offensive line. What was their weakness last year? Their offensive line. What did they fix in the offseason? Their offensive line. And it was terrific all year long. And it fell apart in the last four games. And um, and it was and Chris Jones and and those guys took advantage of it uh, that the in the way that the Bills couldn't. And what was the Bills' weakness last year? They needed to rush the passer. What did they do? They went on signed Von Miller. They were great at rushing the passer. And then when they, they needed him most to get over the ledge. And that's why um, that's why you also have to be realistic. We we always we always say, and one of the things we'll talk about here as we start to recap these games, is that winning really is everything in the NFL. Um, other sports, they'll spend more time talking about, um, your stats, like in baseball, your, your wins above replacement, your, you know what I mean? All those fun stats that they love to throw out there in baseball that they define the minutia of the details as opposed to just in football. It's like, Hey, Brady's got seven rings. The dude, the dude went, has been in nine Super Bowls, uh, or 10 Super Bowls. And, uh, he's got seven rings. Like, he it's the goat. It's it's no other way to say it. Michael Jordan was six for six. Like winning is football in football, especially is everything. But you also have to be, as football fans, honest with your eyes. We know you and I can sit there and know that if your team has a certain number of these five or six quarterbacks, don't overreact. Like you got one of the guys. So exactly. now it's about find, doing all your organization, doing all the other things right to support them. It appears as though there is only one man in the NFL right now that can rise above other things. And that is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes appears to be the one person in the NFL throughout the regular season, throughout injuries, throughout the teams trading away his best player that can rise above it all in the peak of his powers right now. That is Mahomes. Uh, Allen couldn't do it. Uh, Burrow was close again to doing it. And he I mean, didn't. I'd say it's fair to say he overcame. Uh, despite, I mean, he didn't beat Mahomes, but it's yeah. like, shoot, man, like what? What do you want the guy to do? He overcame a pretty a bad line to beat the Bills. But Burrow had um, Burrow had a, a, a two bad interceptions. He did. In he game. did. Yeah. Um. And uh. And 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 you know what? I I will just say this. I think um. Um, I don't know. I, we can just get into the games because I, I have tons of thoughts on, on both of them. And also the kind of, as we're talking about this conversation about how you're building, how you're constructing and what, when you get down to these last couple of teams, it's so revealing about what you need to do to make a Super Bowl, and, and the things that need to go your way. You need lucky breaks. You need some calls. You need some no calls. Uh, you need some health. You need some of the other teams are playing to get injured. A lot of people are sitting there saying the Eagles played no one to get to the Super Bowl. Fair, but they're still the one seed. That's why you want the one seed, right? Because you you don't have to play anyone, hopefully, to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they still were able to put up 31 points on the league's best defense best by defense. far. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, got to give props where props is due. And, you know, Jalen Hurts certainly didn't look the same. We'll jump into that first game, Mark, with the Eagles putting a, a hurt on the 49ers 31 to seven 
obviously the big storyline out of this one was the early injury in the first quarter to Brock Purdy, his elbow, which had been described as uh, by Terry Bradshaw and others who have suffered a similar elbow injury to being that he couldn't feel his fingers, you know, fingers. And obviously that's a problem when you have to grip the football and be able to throw and put a spiral on that. So that kind of illuminated the reasons for why he wasn't returning to the game and why even when he did, they were running the football a lot. So you give them a pass there and say, okay, well, they're going to have to get creative with a four-string quarterback in Josh Johnson, who has played for 13 NFL teams in his career. He's great Since story. coming into the league in 2008, also did a stint in the uh, the UFL as well. But And the XFL, I think. He's played for 13 and the XFL, NFL teams. Yes. And then yes. like multiple of those other failed league teams. Yeah, I was going to say the AAF actually and then yes the xfl uh and i believe the uh the canadian football league as well so the guy has done it all and you know hey kudos to him for finding his way onto a roster and 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 ending up playing in his first ever playoff game but clearly i mean he had no reps uh the guy was getting his first uh you know meaningful action in years yeah tough spot to put him in he didn't perform well at all and then he ends up getting injured and then they go to their reserve emergency quarterback in Christian McCaffrey. It really felt like once Purdy went down with the injury, it was kind of over at that point. Unfortunately for San Francisco, we were hoping for a much better game. It turned out to be just the Philadelphia Eagles absolutely dominating yeah. the rest of the way. I will say though, what, what impressed me, Mark, was that the Eagles were able to dominate without Hertz really doing a whole lot. He didn't have yeah. to be the reason they won their run game actually was really, really good. And Miles Sanders, you know, was finding open lanes, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, all of these guys contributing in the run game. That's pretty illuminating, especially when you're the 49ers and you're like, we have to stop one aspect of their game and running it has been their biggest aspect and they couldn't do it. And, you know, the defense for the most part outside of a Bosa, you know, nagging injury was pretty healthy. So that was, um, that, that was probably the most illuminating aspect of that game was that the Eagles still were able to dominate and, at the end of the day, it's no excuses. I know you're out of a quarterback. That yeah. really sucks, but you still gave up 31 points. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's really tough. You could tell the wind was so knocked out of the sails of the Niners when Purdy goes down. And it feels like at this point, the Niners, if I'm the Niners, I almost just want to clean that quarterback room. Like, I, I don't know what else to do. Like, you just, it, it feels like snake bitten. It feels, it feels cursed. It feels like you, the football gods are just against you. And like I Would said, Would you be no- okay w- w- with keeping Brock Purdy and Trey Lance there because you're not paying them anything? And maybe you go, maybe you do try and bring in, you know, like a Tom, a Tom Brady would be a, a perfect Tom? example of someone who's like, okay, this guy doesn't get hurt and you still have a young quarterback room. Those guys can, you know, still stay on your roster for the next few years. That, that kind of makes it an, an intriguing option there because yeah. they are ready to win now. But they Tom's, don't have the quarterback to win now. Tom's the one name that I think it works for because you can keep both of those guys on your roster. You can let them learn. You can. It's affordable to do all that. Maybe trade Trey Lance. I heard the. I heard, I've already heard the rumors that the guy who's now the GM of the Titans that they hired he, out of San Francisco, he was like a big draft Trey Lance proponent. And maybe the Titans go and say, "Hey, Niners, give it. We'll give you a second round pick for Trey Lance or something like that, or a." That could be interesting. A third round pick. Um, I don't want to, I will have tons of talk about that in the off season. I focusing on the, on the game at hand. 
I will say the Niners, I thought for the most part, um, the, what's so frustrating if you're a Niners fan is I think overall the game plan early, like it was, it was, uh, it looked like it was setting up to be exactly what we predicted a physical bloodied in the trenches game. And then when you lose your ability to play action and build off of all of those things, when your quarterback goes down, it really just, it, you could tell it was a gut punch to them. And they just, they, they knew it was going to take defensive scores. It was going to take them being uh, really aggressive on defense, causing turnovers. And that led to an abundance of penalties. And that led to an abundance of other big plays opening up because you have to be aggressive. So I don't think it was a, a fair showing of the Niners overall because I think their game plan got ripped to shreds when their quarterback goes down in the first quarter. And um, I think they they did what the, I would do if I was the head coach in the organization. I would I would sit there and say, guys, if I'm D'Amico Ryans, if I'm, if I'm Shannon, I look and say, go for big plays, sell out for interceptions, sell out for forced fumbles. Um, on offense, we are going to try to run the, all the weird reverses to Debo Samuel and Ayuk as possible, and you saw a ton of that because you just got to hope to break a big play in other ways knowing that, yeah, it's going to maybe lead to a lot of seven-yard losses like we saw and a lot of easy 15-yard gash runs like we saw, they had to sell out. Now, on the flip side for Philly, kudos, kudos, kudos to that defense for starting the game and just saying, we're going to F shit up. Like, and they did. They uh, they, they came out in Reddick, and that defensive line yeah, just said, what a game. We're going to, we are going to force our will on you, and in doing so, it got their quarterback hurt, and when they then knew that the Niners were going to throw out trick plays and do all this stuff to go crazy, they just kept blowing them up in the backfield. They played assignment football. They used their athleticism. They used their speed. Their corners, the back end of that defense is so good and complimentary to how physical they are up front. I mean, they were extremely impressive. They didn't let things slip away. You could easily, how many times have you seen when a starting quarterback goes down, a backup come in, and put a couple drives together because the defense takes it like the edge off. No, no, they, it's like they increased the edge. It's like they smelled the blood in the water, and we're like, we know this isn't just some random September football game. This is the F and NFC Championship game. So you got to give them credit defensively, the head coach, the players for jumping on that, and then also a ton of credit to Sirianni. Hertz is throwing is not hundred percent. He's he is a great deep ball thrower, and he looked off on a couple deep balls there. And they said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just run the rock. Let's get in, get out. Let's 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 hide our game plan. Let's we have now two extra weeks to work on that shoulder to game plan to get him healthy for this game. And uh, and so I, I just masterful by the by the Eagles all around. Uh, I think they deserved it. I think the Eagles have been the best team, uh, you know, in the NFC all season. And we've said it over and over again of the Super Bowl playing. They were the only team that consistently stayed in first class. I had no doubts they could get to a Super Bowl if they were uh if they're uh in the NFC championship game. And um the Niners are it felt like there wasn't a rivalry between the Niners and the Eagles, and there really isn't. Like there wasn't the bad blood that we saw in the next game. Um, but the Niners aren't going anywhere. They're just not. That roster is stacked. They may lose D'Amico Ryans. We thought well, it was going to fall apart when they lost Robert Salah. They didn't. Like they, they, they find a way to keep replacing it. And that with all the names and the talent on that defense, 
their window, they have another two-year window, three-year window. Same with the Eagles right now. These two teams, it wouldn't shock me again if battling in the playoffs next year uh, uh, for NFC supremacy as well. Yeah, San Fran's just got to get that quarterback. But to your point about uh, you know this game in particular and how it shook out, I will say that despite the injuries to the quarterback, it was losing the turnover battle three to nothing. And, you know, obviously Brock gets hurt on that one fumble lost, but then your, your fourth string quarterback instantly comes in and fumbles the ball. And then Debo had that fumble. So to not be able to force anything on your end to keep your hopes alive, to insert a spark where, you know, the defense was needed so desperately yeah. That's really what the turning point was outside of the quarterback injury. Well, uh, to not be able to to create a turnover for San Fran, you know, that that really hurt. If early on when it's 21-7 and you create a turnover and get your team on the plus side of the field, that's where the 49ers run game maybe generate something and then get a touchdown. All of a sudden it's a one possession game, get a little bit different of a feel. It did get away from them. Yeah. And it's hard to blame it. Uh, all on any one person, you know, Kyle Shanahan, you can't, I mean, he was dealt such a tough hand there all season long with well, the quarterback. People are the being, but people are being critical of Shanahan for not challenging the Devontae. Yeah, the challenge was bad. Yeah, and I'll the, say the this, lack of challenge, I should say. I watched that live and was, and Lily was like, that is one of the great catches in the playoffs Christ. in recent memory. I had no thought, doubt in my mind that was a catch. It wasn't until the broadcasting booth, like two or three plays later, Brings it up is like, well, we got to look back at this catch. It's really no catch. And then it became obvious it was not a catch. But by then it's way too late. I don't blame Shanahan for not. But if I was, if I was the NFL and if I was Shanahan in the coaching fraternity, I would want to make sure that like, and he said it best, like that angle wasn't available to them. And it wasn't clearly because it wasn't available to the broadcast either. And it happens fast. I mean, the, the Eagles credit, really they were like, we're going to get up and, and, and run a play. That, that's but, the only thing I could see as a change coming so far, you know, because what happened last year with the 13 seconds, we got the change to the overtime rule, right? The only change I could see so far is coming up of like, hey, the NFL, if they feel like they have another angle and it's not in yet, you may owe it to like slow down play uh, or, or something to give the refs a heads up uh, that, hey, there's another angle here. We haven't seen it yet, or to let the rep, to, the opposing coach know at that time, all angles are in or all angles are not in, you know, to give them some sort of, just, I don't know if maybe sure. that's already how it works and maybe that's just dumb and I'm being dumb, but that was a huge, huge momentum early in the game when your quarterback wasn't injured yet. Who knows? And it's maybe, on fourth down. Sure. Maybe he doesn't get injured then, you, you know, you always play the what ifs, the butterfly effect, uh, but. I'll say, regardless, I think the I think the better team won. We both predicted the Eagles. Yes. I think we think, and I and I as fans, I am very excited about watching the Eagles in this Super Bowl. The firepower they have, that really great defense they have. I think that's going to be a formidable matchup for Mahomes and this Chiefs. I agree. I think they match up uh, quite well with it. I will to put a button on on this particular matchup between the 49ers and Eagles. Just to add a little bit to that conversation that we just had at the end there, the only pushback I have about the challenge situation, because I could totally understand where Kyle Shanahan's coming from. And if you don't have the angle, you don't have the angle. But when they talk about not wanting to lose a timeout yeah, in the first half, I just, I feel like how many times in 
the entirety of our watching football, probably a thousand games at this point that we've seen. How many times do teams go into the half with unused timeouts (laughs) all the time, all the time. And they're like, I don't even understand really outside of, Oh, making a hoping you get the ball with a minute left and, and making a final minute push and you have timeouts in your pocket before you go into the half. Okay. But that happens pretty rarely. So I don't care about timeouts in the first half, second half, totally different situation. You never know if you're going to need them at the end of the second half. Yeah. The first half, I just feel like they're overvalued sometimes by a lot of these coaches and teams. They overthink themselves. You, if you have a little bit of a doubt in a key fourth down play, throw the challenge flag, you lose a timeout, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? You know, is Shanahan is the one coach now who I would argue of the coaches in the NFL that we respect highly that doesn't have a Super Bowl that feels a little bit like, well, you know, it's it's a little his fault. It's a little not his fault. Um, maybe he should have one. You know, McVay's got his now. Andy Reid has his. Obviously, Belichick, Mike Tomlin, uh, Doug Peterson. There's some, uh, you know, some really good coaches that we respect in the NFL that have Super Bowls, have won Super Bowls. Pete Carroll's got his. Uh, I guess Mike McCarthy, you, you know, um, who you'd say, all right. But Shannon feels like that guy that, you know, you think back to when he was the Eagles offensive coordinator. He is 28-3. He wears that. Um, he did not run the ball. All they needed was one legitimate drive in the second half, and it's over. Um, he wears that. He has to wear the fact that, um, you know, he let Mahomes and the and the uh, Chiefs come back in that game when they had the better team, and Mahomes was young and, and prone to mistakes in that Super Bowl. Uh, he has to own the fact that, you know, he got beat uh, by uh, Sean McVay, the guy he owns in the regular season in the NFC Championship game last year. And, you know, he has to, in this game, I think, look at look at that timeout, and he was going to wear that a little bit. But I also think he has to, he has the ultimate trump card of just like, it's he has the easy, well, I'm at a bar debating excuse. He's got no quarterback. What the, you know what I mean? Like, he's got... He's got no quarterback. So, um, yeah. Then, had- and then you can turn the tables and say you've been the coach for six years. Yeah. And you guys haven't gotten the quarterback right yet. Yeah. Uh, so there, there is uh, something to that this argument. Year, though, this You're not year- going to fire the guy, obviously. He's a great coach. Yeah. But, they- but yeah. They deserve the excuse for this year, though, because they did go get Lance. This was the year two. This was supposed to be the year Lance, you know, year yes. two all of a sudden explodes on the scene. And when he shatters his ankle, like, you know, that, that is, we said it back in week three. Like I said, I was like, I fully don't expect anything from the Niners the rest of the year. And they get, they came within um, maybe a, a missed challenge call away from turning the tides in the NFC championship game. So that he deserves a ton of credit for that as Absolutely. well. And the, and the roster that John Lynch has built uh, deserves a ton of credit. It's, it's great. And uh, to your point, they are going to be a force for years to come. Uh, but not this year. It belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC champions. And it's going to be Jason Kelsey against Travis Kelsey, the first uh, duo of brothers yeah, that were competing in the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. And also the first quarterback uh, Super Bowl to feature two uh, black starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Also pretty cool. So it's a historic year for the Super Bowl. Uh, and Andy Reid on top of it, kind of getting know. a little bit of a homecoming here against his former team. Andy Reid can, can finally give the Eagles the Super Bowl. Or <laughs> exactly, that's do, right. He could. Or he can do what Andy Reid always does and prevents the Eagles from winning a Super Bowl. 
<laughs> exactly. Either way, either way, the Eagles headline. are, uh, you know, involved uh, some way or the other. It's a great headline. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Chiefs getting that win 23 to 20 over Cincinnati. I think I'll we'll both agree in. that this was the game we were looking forward to the most. I would say it delivered. I mean, I thought it was a great game, especially yeah. that second half. First half obviously started a little bit slow. Uh, the game had its sloppy moments, but Patrick Mahomes, I actually thought he was going to be more mobile than he actually was in this game. Uh, it was apparent going into it that, oh, his ankle actually is still, you know, a, a hindrance, but he didn't let it affect him too much. He was yeah. able to move within the pocket really well. And then obviously showed it off late with the scramble that helped kind of seal uh, the fate for Cincinnati with that late hit call, putting them in field goal range and getting that game winner from Harrison Butker. So phenomenal game tied throughout the second half. And it's uh, Mahomes leading the charge uh, down the stretch. But Nick Wright actually pointed this out, Mark, that Travis or uh, Patrick Mahomes has had three drives with under a minute to go in the playoffs to either tie or win the game and has done it. He's the only quarterback to do that more than once. Tom Brady's only done that once in his career under a minute to go. So obviously a minute and a half or or two minutes, that doesn't count, but under a minute to go with pressure on limited time. Maybe you have one or two timeouts. He somehow is better in those moments. We remember 13 seconds a year ago. I mean, it's, it's incredible how good this guy is and is getting ready for his third Super Bowl in five years as a starting quarterback. Incredible stuff. I mean, it's, it's amazing. We've never seen anything like it. No. And if he can cap it off with a second win, you really start to feel that momentum of this is the chiefs era. Um, This five-year stretch has been known as, you know, the era of the Kansas city chiefs. And um, it it may, it may just be this era or it, it maybe not even slowing down anytime soon. And what I love so much about this is now, um, now it feels like we have two really great rivalries in the AF. We have three really great rivalries in the AFC involving these three really unique quarterbacks and really unique teams. If the Bengals would have won, it would have been the weird, like, um, cat, you know, chasing its circle or it's like the Bengals beat the bills, the chiefs beat the bills. But the Bills also beating the Chiefs, but then the Chiefs can't beat the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Like, it's just this weird, and it, you know, uh, this now it feels like, oh, okay. Um, it's back to being Patrick Mahomes. To You know, you, the road is through Patrick Mahomes. Burrow has gotten through once, but couldn't seal the deal. And now, you, we, you know, you have to look back. You know, we were, a week ago, we were talking about, man, if Burrow wins, and then wins the Super Bowl, is he now number one ahead of Mahomes? And I think you could really make that argument. And now we look back and I can sit here and say, man, did Burrow maybe miss his chance to get his Super Bowl? Because going through Mahomes is not going to be easy. It is Mahomes uh, is not going anywhere. And I will say this, that throw he made on that rifle of a touchdown pass from like 20 yards out to Valdez Scantling that was yeah, where he was in the back of the end zone, like the it, middle, middle yeah, of the back like, of the end zone. It was yeah. like a laser beam. Yeah. Through and he double. stepped up in the pocket into a hit. Yeah, it was incredible. And like at on a side throw, and out, and I mean the ball moved so quickly. There was no like arc. It was a laser off platform with the bum ankle. You you 
the only thing I can say, I mean, the, the only words to describe Patrick Mahomes, he is he is Brett Favre with M Manning's level of intelligence and maturity, but Brady's level of let's like fucking go presence. fire and fu yeah, and like yeah. just and just like anger and fire because. One of the things I think is always underrated about Tom Brady, why he's so successful, is his iconic run out and do the let's fucking go. And like Tom plays with this anger that fuels yeah. him. He's super and passionate. Yeah. Is funny and joyful and goofy with the physical gifts of Brett Favre, which are some of the best we've ever seen ever on the history of an NFL field. But the knowledge of the game, unlike Brett Favre admits, he didn't know what a nickel defense was like by year four in the league. Right. Mahomes <laughs> is not that. I mean, Mahomes has Manning level intelligence for the game. And it kind of is also good personality. But then deep down, there is this fire and anger. And when he's sitting there saying like the little things like, I'm going to go smoke a cigar and celebrate the victory. That is him opening up that fire in that window of like, oh, no, no, no. Manning would never say that. Manning would never say that. Brady would say that when he's away from Belichick and like the fire. Like, so he's this unique gift. You know, Josh Allen is physically a unicorn because he's like, he's like, he's like Cam Newton plus Big Ben. Um, uh, but but like joyful in this kid energy. But you never see this like to anger to, uh, his frustration comes out as like oh, oh oh hey there big fella hey there like when he's pushing alignment like you know right he right uses his temper you don't see sheer intensity but yeah, you can like, see Burrow, in Burrow's got Mahomes this, like, eyes yeah Burrow's got this like wittiness and this like he's almost like a, a writer with his like stings like his work like he just stings you and drops these bombs like and 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 I don't I'm just saying like it was it was magnificent and he at that run at the end he, he didn't scramble for any yards all day and then just says F it. And I'm going to scramble. And um, listen, the Osai penalty was bad, but it's the right call. There was a ton of 100%. bad calls on both sides. It seemed to favor the chiefs during the game. Absolutely. But the Bengals were 20 to 20 late in the third. And they had two drives. One ended in interception. One ended in a punt. And then they got a punt return uh, to try to lateral and the game was over. You lost the game. It and was that's, that is exactly the thing because the, the penalties that most people take umbrage with in this game, which I think it's overblown. I think you I have, have seen way game, worse, but you have to play. If that plays a dead play, you've got to, you can't let the play happen. Like the refs. Sure. Sure. That, because that leads yeah, the, the refs blew that theory. as a, as a collective that, unit, that uh, leads but to the conspiracy yeah. theories, you've got yes. to stop the play. you got to stop. But I don't know if you're a ref. You it ultimately tackle Mahomes. If you do it, that's what you got to do. It ultimately didn't matter. And that's why I think it's kind of ridiculous for yeah. them to be as upset about it as they are, because they, they end up not only getting a stop, but they got a stop. And, and then uh, and then it gets overturned, right? And then Mahomes goes, and they get another stop, but they shoot themselves in the foot because Eli yeah. Apple holds. Eli so then Apple. you you just instantly Brutal. negated it, but then they end up punting anyway, and all is well, and you're fine. And then at the end of the game, you know, they want to talk about that late hit, which I agree with you is totally justified. It's a late hit. And all of this, you can't call it in that moment. That type of rhetoric, yeah. I do not understand. What do you no, mean? It's... Like 
there there are maybe it's a light hit a handful of moments you could say wow that's like super ticky tack and you don't err on the side of calling it in this moment but that was pretty that was no one like would disagree that that's a late hit like a little it's, bit of hand fighting on a hail mary attempt yeah, exactly you let you exactly. swallow some whistle but th- he literally laid- and they gave up a punt return which was yeah like, the punt the that punt was terrible was, that was terrible yeah. No, I mean, listen, the Bengals, like I said at the start of this, the Bengals are capable of winning a Super Bowl this year. The Bengals are good enough. They're capable. They're well coached. They have a great defense. Their offense was playing really, really well. In this in the, in the this game overall, while the refs, I do think there was favor, more favorable calls towards the Chiefs, overall, you had some things that they didn't call on you as well. And in the end, the plays that really lost you the game – when you had a 20 to 20 tied game, you had two drives and then in an interception and a punt. I mean, it, it, and, and I'll just say this arrow had played a factor that there was moments, yeah. especially early in that game. You can see burrow shouting in the hall. Yeah. Early in that yeah. game, they were out of sync. And you got to start you, this, the AFC has to com, com, find, look at each other and say, this cannot be the Patrick Mahomes invitational. Like this cannot be this crowd, that fan base, that arena, that, uh, and him at home. You can't give Patrick Mahomes any extra help. The chiefs have the worst roster of the four remaining teams, but they have the best quarterback. They have the best head coach and they have the best home field advantage. And all three of those things played and the best tight end highly into their advantage in this spot. And so that's what you play for. One and that's stupid. why the proposal for a neutral site championship game is stupid in my opinion. Is stupid. Because yes. you that's what you reward the number one overall seeds. The regular season yeah. has to really matter. You got to win these games in September. You can't have a brain fart loss uh to the Bears like you did, you know what I mean, in week 3. It's like Niners, you lost to the Bears at home in Chicago with that defense, that roster before yep. they even started running Justin Fields. There's a reason you're playing in Philadelphia. I'm sorry. Like you got like that, that there has to be, uh, there has to be taken into consideration. I, 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 listen, I, I think it was a great game. I love that. There's a real rivalry between the bills, the chiefs and the Bengals. These teams actively don't like each other. These three teams are actively the three best quarterbacks and the three best teams in the AFC. And if you are the Ravens, if you are the chargers, um, if you are the Jaguars, those three next up, you have all got to be looking in the mirror this morning and saying how we have got to add pieces to get to help our quarterbacks and help our rosters get to be involved in that rival, those rivalries. And in the NFC, you start to say F we are letting the Eagles win this and they're not paying Jalen hurts anything yet. Like they're going to eventually like you got to find, like they're going to have to keep him around and pay him. And uh, it's a, it's tough. If you're an Eagles fan, this feels like the window is very much now. The NFC is not going to stay this bad for long. Um, if you're a Chiefs fan, it feels like keep bringing them because we have the next four years at least the guy in the NFL that you can trade away as best player, and uh, he's hosting an AFC Championship game for the fifth straight year in a row, and he's in his third uh, Super Bowl in five years. Like that's that's how you feel if you're if you're the Chiefs right now. I I. I uh, I can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be a great game. And I'm glad that you brought up, you know, was this Burroughs 
moment to win the Super Bowl because NFL and CBS tweeted out that each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose their first Super Bowl appearance, their Super Bowl debut, never, never made, made it back to the big game. 16. That's Read a out lot. some of those names. Read out some yes. of those names. Do you have the list there? So, I don't even know who Stan Humphreys is, but he was a Chargers quarterback. Uh, Neil O'Donnell for the Steelers. Drew Bledsoe, Chris Chandler, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, Rich Gannon, Jake DeLome, Donovan McNabb. He never made it back, obviously, with those Andy Reid teams there. Matt Hasselbeck, Rex Grossman, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And so, now Joe Burrow, obviously, only in you know year three, but... Now there's yeah. a lot of just average dudes on that name. On Absolutely, that name. yeah. You you but could I argue would... the only great quarterbacks in that list, probably Bledsoe, McNair, McNair, McNair Gannon McNabb. was. Well, I would say McNair, you know, McNabb, and um, Cam. Like Cam had a seven yes. year stretch with an MVP, and, and Matt he, Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan was really good. An MVP, like, but I would say to Joe Burrow, has a chance. Uh, Joe Burrow, we as fans can sit here and say, all right, his career to projects to be a lot better. Then right now, all of those names, except for maybe a McNair, like, but even then you'd argue that eventually things keep going the way they should Burroughs career would be better than McNair's. Um, so he's got a chance, but I'll just say this, that AFC is brutal, man. Now you never know what's going to happen. Like we said, there was a lot of positivity for the Niners and they lose their starting quarterback going into by week three. Like you never want to wish injury. I never, I'm not saying that, but, um, the NFL seasons always bring around some fluky things, but right now it looks as though if you are a team in the AFC, you will have to eventually go through either one, two, or all three of Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes yeah, to get to a Super Bowl. And that is, you're playing against the odds there. That is a plus 5,000 parlay uh, for you to do unless you're, unless you find a way to build your roster to be better than their rosters and you give your quarterback some, some, some real, real help, because that is a gauntlet that um, is a, is, is brutal. It's just brutal. It, it, it could very easily become that graphic that we've become so accustomed to seeing of who represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. Brady, Manning, ben, Rogers. I mean, ben, a, a big Ben. <laughs> Ben Manning and Brady, could that be the Mahomes, Burrow, Allen situation yeah. with a sprinkled in Trevor Lawrence gets his one year moment or like you know, Lamar Jackson? Like, you know, is it going to be that better? or is there going to be a lot more parody? I mean, we'll see for sure. AFC in the last Super Bowl. So it's, it's the Chiefs, Bengals, Chiefs, Pate. What was it? Chiefs, Bengals. Who would want? I'm trying to go back now. Can you pull it up? I'm, I'm doing up there by head. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying Chiefs, to think too. I think it was the Chiefs, Bengals, um, and then it was Chiefs, Chiefs again, right? Because yeah, because they lost yeah, to so, Tampa. Before that was the Chiefs. They won it. They were back to back. Then it was the Patriots. So Brady, correct. So Patriots, we are now and then a, uh, and the Patriots. A, the the previous three. Yeah. Years so in well, a row. So I'm yeah. trying to think of the new graphic. So we are now in a four-year stretch where it's Mahomes and 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 Burrow. That's it, right? Yeah, it's been Mahomes and Burrow for the since 2020. Mahomes, Mahomes, Burrow, Mahomes. Yep. 
And then so, if you want to add three more years on that, you just add Tom Brady into the mix. And yes, there, there's but I want to so, start the new graphic. Sure, sure. Yeah, fair so enough. The new yeah, graphic no, so in the AFC. And meanwhile, in the NFC, it's been Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, <laughs> uh, uh, Matt Stafford, and now Jalen Hurts. So the NFC is 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 your is your whirling dervish of of teams one year runoffs um yeah i'll i'll tell you man that is a very plausible that this is the beginning of a new graphic and um you cannot rest if you're an afc team and that's what's crazy is the chiefs we are the one remember a little over a year ago we were sitting here in march of 2022 saying the chiefs got worse they got worse they lost tyree kill I mean, it's still Mahomes, and yeah, they got Juju, and all right, I like Carl Loftus to the defensive line. They added some things, but uh, collectively, they, they're they a little worse than they were last year, and now they're back in the Super Bowl. Um, and they weren't healthy in this game 100%. Travis Kelsey was a late, you know, late game. Was he going to give it a go because he tweaked his back, Mahomes' his ankle? Um, uh, Juju not playing in this game, right? Or And yep. then uh, – and then, and then what uh, he started, but yeah, he only had one catch before he got hurt. I mean, they were playing yeah. with Sky Moore, who had what, and like Valdez a total Scantling. of 10 catches all year or 20 at most. Yeah. Uh, he had to be their number one guy with Velda Scantling and, you know, just a, a group of uh, no name guys because Tony got hurt too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the Bengals certainly had their share of adversity. But so did the Chiefs. I mean, the Mahomes yeah. had to overcome not only a bum ankle, but he had they had to overcome all of the weapons that they were missing. Yeah. They had to overcome offensive line issues, you know, throughout the year. They had to overcome some defensive lapses. You know, Tyron Matthew wasn't a part of the team this year. Like, you just got to think about all of that and say, yeah, this this it, it's not like they were just handed a trip yeah. to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs earned every bit of this trip here. And uh, I, I love that so they have two. Best. I love that both teams have two weeks off. Jalen Hurts' shoulder, Patrick Mahomes' yeah, ankles they need it. will be as as close to healthy as they can get um, at this point in the end of a season. Uh, Hurts will probably need some surgery, my guess, by the in the offseason. Uh, Lane Johnson gets another two weeks to heal that groin up. Um, you think about, you know, hopefully get Juju back. Travis Kelsey, work on that back, get him 100% healthy. And I, you know, as far as just any sort of quick preview goes right now, I think to me the key is going to be can the the Chiefs, the Chiefs' defense seems like it's playing the best this Mahomes has had a defense playing going into a Super Bowl. Jones was terrific. Clark is a beast. Um, and the Charcavius Ward, the, the corner is playing really good football. It's like, so can this bang, this Chiefs' defense at least manage the run game of Philadelphia. If the chiefs put the ball in Jalen hurts, hands and Jalen hurts, just beats you. Then Jalen hurts beats you. Like that's like that. I think that's kind of where you got to feel like you're living with as a, as a chiefs fan. And then the opposite side, can this Eagles defense absolutely swarm the quarterback? Like they did against the the really good Niners offensive line in the NFC Championship game, the Eagles led the league in sacks all year, and they showed up and showed out so far in the playoffs in two games. So can they if they can do that to Mahomes on a on a ankle that still won't be a hundred percent? It's going to be a long long day for for the Chiefs. And uh, is the moment going to be too big for Sirianni? And 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 the young Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's played in national championship games. He's played in college football playoff games, NFC championship games. Um, 
both teams electric offensively. And the and and you know the Chiefs run game. Uh, the, the Pacheco has really showed up. He's he's it's come out of nowhere in the last five weeks. And if Pacheco can uh, reel off some some gashes to to take that pressure off to to force them to respect the run game a little bit more, then that opens up Travis Kelsey. That opens up uh, the pass game for the for the Chiefs. So it's um, I have no idea who I'm going to pick. I have no idea. I can't. We're gonna we're gonna give ourselves a week. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Try to digest it, Dan. I have no idea. Yeah, same here. I'm going to have to think on it a little bit. I mean, my early prediction would be just I'm, I've been riding the you know Chiefs train all throughout the year saying they were going to get back and, and win it. And I've been saying it's going to be Chiefs-Eagles for a while now. It, so, you know, I'm not surprised by the matchup. I think the two best teams are in the Super Bowl, and that doesn't always happen. Uh, the two yeah. best overall teams, I think, are in the Super Bowl. And – so that's that's intriguing from just that aspect. Uh, yeah, but I would I would go Mahomes just because it's Mahomes. I wouldn't be surprised I mean, if you're the Eagles. I think you have to try and put like Slay on Kelsey. Like find a way to eliminate Kelsey. I if I'm the Eagles, I'm okay if we lose the Super Bowl because MVS went off or Michael Hardman if he's back and healthy yeah. or Tony. Like if you let one of those guys beat you, okay, so be it. Like but you can't let Kelsey get 13 catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. If that happens, then the chiefs are winning this game. So yeah, and you deserve that's like my win. early thoughts on the matchup in general uh, for uh, this one, but we'll obviously spend a lot of time next year yeah. or next I'll, week. I'll, I should say, I'll, end on, I'll end on this point and I'll just say this, the smartest thing that the one thing, if you're going to learn one thing, if you're an NFL team and a fan of an NFL team this weekend, take away this one thing. Do not create a rivalry with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Do not give them bulletin board material. You had the mayor of Cincinnati talking shit. You had all the Burrowhead stuff, and you knew from the postgame stuff the Chiefs heard that, they read that, and it fueled them. Their Mahomes is too good. You don't need to give them bulletin board material. Uh, if you're the next team in the AFC that's got to come up, and or if you're an Eagles fan right now, just say all the right things. Yeah, it's Mahomes. He's the greatest ever. He's the best. And uh, if we beat him, we'd be lucky to beat him. Just give them their their praise because you saw big, bad Burrow and the, the Bengals who aren't afraid of anything. And credit to them. They were so close to winning that game. They talked all the sh in the world. And, uh, yeah, Eli they, they Apple. Were, they, were the they were the team, the only team that almost came through with being able to shit talk Mahomes and win, but it just goes to show you, uh, you can't, you can't do it. You can't, you cannot give them Baltimore material and beat them. They they won't get away with it. That's for sure. You have a Super Bowl playing update for us, Mark. Uh, yeah. It, we're, who, who um, you got in the Who you got in the Super Bowl? In first class, it's the Eagles, it's the Chiefs, and it's the and and it's still the Bengals. The Bengals. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> nice. The Bengals. I said it. They are they are capable. They are the third team. Like they deserve to be. Yeah, they were right there. I, there, there's the gap from yeah. them to the 49ers just because of the quarterback situation. It's I will say, as an ending note, too, it was nice to see um, Joseph Asai's teammates kind of come and rally around him. He was clearly so distraught play. over that bad penalty. The bad play. It was clearly not something that was like dirty or out of frustration. I truly think he was able, trying to make a play and just didn't maybe lost track of yeah. where he was on the field. So you feel bad for the guy. 
BJ Hill came up to his, uh, you know, defense uh, during the post game press conference. I just want to say, like some of those moments, it's it's cool to see you know teammates rally around each other when Agreed. it's easy to pile on. Agreed. And I'll just I will add to that. When's the last time you watched an NFL game and there wasn't a late hit out of bounds penalty? I mean, it right. happened. Yeah. And almost every game, it happens because these guys are so fast, so physical. And think if you're Osai, Mahomes is literally like limping towards the marker. I mean, you're thinking to yourself, this is my shot. Like, I got to get a shot at him. It's just, um, it, it wasn't malicious. It did not look malicious. It was just, you can't do it. You cannot, as soon as you see that white, hands off you gotta yeah. be hands off um and and uh and who's to say i mean bucker's got a huge leg he could have made a 55 oh, yeah. yarder you but it's a lot tough it's a, lot a bad tough. punt and a bad punt return yeah. and you can't yeah. give up the punt you gotta go you like your offense you just punted out of bounds i mean that was and your offense with three backup been. offensive linemen i mean you did enough and and that last drive you just got overwhelmed and uh and the chiefs were better at home if that game was in Cincy, I think it's different. I really do. I think it's a different game. You AFC teams, again, you learn one thing, don't piss off. No bulletin over tail. And number two, stop letting it be the Arrowhead Invitational. You got to stop it. Yeah, we will see next week when we do our Super Bowl preview episode whether or not there's some bulletin board material to discuss ahead of this one. Obviously, next week with the Pro Bowl and uh, all of the media stuff, uh, media week, if you will, for those teams as they get ready for the Super Bowl. So uh, a lot happening over the next seven days and really the next 14 days as well. So we'll keep you up to date on all that stuff. Give us your Super Bowl predictions if you're ready to do so now. If not, wait till next week. We're going to put ours out there uh, on our show and discuss all things Super Bowl. But until then, uh, you know, just uh, hang out, enjoy some Pro Bowl action. Hopefully this new Pro Bowl format is uh is exciting and uh lives up to the billing that we've hoped uh for you know several years at this point uh but obviously one more game to go and we're all ramping up for the super bowl so we'll see you all next monday with that preview